is one of the tougher Gospels to try to interpret because it seems like the Lord is being very cold, very harsh when he um, reaches out and someone says, Lord, I'll follow you wherever you go. And that's such excitement and zeal. And most of us would say, great, we just recruited a new one. Awesome, welcome him into the crowd. Come on. And Jesus says, foxes have dens. And this, whatever. And the Son of Man has no place to rest his head. What does he mean by that? But it's not. Sure, no problem. We'd love to have you. It's check yourself. Do you realize what you're asking? Do you realize what you think you're committing to? Because this is not an easy life. The Son of Man, me, he says, and my followers, we have nowhere to rest our heads. We have no place here on earth that we are attached to that we're going to call home. Are you sure you want to say yes to this? Will you follow me as enthusiastically as you say you will? Because the going is rough. And then it seems like Jesus himself takes an initiative. Who knows if at this point in the Gospel, maybe he hadn't yet found all 12 apostles. But he says, follow me to this 13th guy, whoever he is, we don't know his name. But he says, follow me. He's inviting him to be one of his own band of brothers. And the guy hesitates. You notice, flashback to Peter and Andrew, James and John, it says they left their nets immediately and followed him. They left everything immediately. Hardly saying goodbye to their dad on the lakeshore. They followed him immediately. Now, I just say this because even though, thanks be to God, we, we do have the church and the Holy Spirit guiding us to say that, you know, it's not that God doesn't want you burying the dead or bidding farewell to your parents if you're going to go on a missionary trip for 10 years. But there is something to be said that following Christ is a commitment. It's a serious commitment. It's a lifelong commitment. And it's a building process. I think the first reading is important, this idea of, of building the temple of God and putting the joys of Jerusalem, that spiritual home, and my tongue cleaves my palate, if I remember you not, if I place not Jerusalem, the building of God's kingdom in my heart, as the head of all my joys. Shame on me if other joys and other attachments and attractions and duties on this world pull me away from that first and foremost commitment of my life. But it's a commitment. And it's a building process. And our Lord says, no one who begins this journey only to look back and second-guess their commitment to me is fit for the kingdom of heaven. It's very harsh. A lot of times we use that, it would pop up in preaching when you enter religious life or seminary, discerning towards priesthood, like, I can't look back, I can't look, I gotta make it, I gotta make it, I can't look back. Well, you look back every now and then, we just keep going. It's nice to check and see, make sure we're going the right way. But our Lord challenges, don't look back. I'm reminded of the Israelites in Egypt. They were so happy to be set free from slavery in Egypt, to be called to follow God to this newfound homeland and, and promised land. But every now and then, when the going got tough, what did they do? They grumbled, and they would say, weren't we better off in Egypt? Send us back to slavery in Egypt. We can have that grumbling. We can have that moment of like, oh, this is kind of hard, this, this living faithful to Jesus Christ in the world today, this bearing witness in season when it's easy and, and comfortable and out of season when people reject it. Gosh, this is hard. And my laziness pops up and my brokenness gets the better of me and I fall down and I fall short and I want to turn back. I want to give up. My friends aren't coming this way with me. I'm kind of alone sometimes. Ouch. So it's a real thing. Our Lord was, was reminding us. He knows what he's asking of us. He's actually saying, do you realize what you're trying to say yes to? That's why when it comes to baptism or the sacraments, we want to make sure that, you know, we want to prepare the, the, the willingness to commit. Do you realize what you're saying yes to? And are you willing 
with God's grace, above all, to sustain that yes. We celebrate St. Francis, and he's, he rejoiced in poverty. And we're like, why would you rejoice in poverty? I kind of like my comfortable bed, my warm shower, my two-story house, and all these things. And, and, and St. Francis showed us, like, no, there's actually a freedom to follow Christ more closely when you don't have so many other things to worry about, to let go of all those other things. And rejoice in a poverty, at least a poverty of spirit, a detachment of the heart, even if you have to have certain things to survive. Like, there's a freedom that allows you to live this gospel message, to commit my life to God no matter what, never looking back. And even if I were to fall short, the whole context of the gospel message says that there are second chances to rebuild the fallen temple of God. There are the first reading. We are invited to go to confession and rebuild what maybe has collapsed along the way. May our Lord sustain our yes to him. May he renew it if we have fallen short. And may he make it stronger in a greater and greater commitment to him every day. Amen? Amen. St. Francis, pray for us.